the year 2839, the Limbo Galaxy. A neck of the universe so lousy with criminals, they got an entire prison planet holding guys like Cosmic Kingpin, Monstar. At least, until he got superpowers, busted out, and put the old gang back together. Luckily for law-abiding galactic citizens, the cops are on the case. Space cops, known as... Silverhawks. Four humans and a creep from the planet of the Mimes who became flying, bird-themed cyborgs to serve and protect the good people of Limbo Galaxy. Today on Days Past Tooncast, we're talking about Silverhawks! This is Travis. Silver, silver. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going. <laughs> we we're going for there. I like it. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Yes. Returning very soon after our first visit to the Silver Hawks, we're coming back because we're finishing out our three part Rankin and Bass Productions cartoon trip for our year anniversary. That might have been one of the fastest turnarounds we've had on a, one of the revisits, I think, right? Just about, I yeah. Like I think, closer. actually, you know, uh, I think one and nine were our first two Thundercats, and this is, we're about nine to ten episodes later on this one. So I'll check the numbers. It seems I'll fitting. Yeah, can you just crunch them for I will. me? I'll crunch Please. them. We've gone through Tiger Sharks. Mm-hmm. We've gone through Thundercats, the yes, ones that sir. started it all, and now we're back to The Middle Child. And maybe my favorite of the three Rankin and Bass children. I love the Thundercats and I have the connection to them because I watched them as a kid. Yeah. But Silverhawks, they're in space. They are. And they're birds. And it's fucking crazy. There's a mob. There's a mafia. And there's a lot of guitar guns. You know I love guitars and guns. So I, I do. I do. <laughs> I have a collection of both. Yeah. Two, two different rooms. I keep smashing them together and nothing works yet. But I got a lot of hospital bills, though. <laughs> I'm excited to come back and finish out our, our one-year anniversary yeah. with the Silverhawks. And I've got some things to say about this show. Do you? Yes, sir. Of course. Okay. But before we say them, we're going to go through the plot. Silverhawks, season one, episode two. Originally broadcast September 9th, 1986. Entitled, Journey to Limbo. The Silverhawks arrive at their new headquarters, the space station Hawkhaven, located in Limbo Galaxy. They're met by lawman Commander Stargazer, whose distress signal brought them there. Their mission? To capture the escaped cosmic mob boss Monstar and his reassembled gang. The Hawks have just enough time to meet Stargazer's cybernetic bird, Tallyhawk, before Monstar brings the fight, along with his entire galactic gang, to their front doorstep. The Silverhawks defend Hawk Haven, their first battle mostly a success. Silverhawks. Oh, yeah. We're with them. We're we metal. 
We're partly metal. And partly real. real. Yeah. And we're journeying to Limbo, the Limbo Galaxy. Yes, sir. I think when you name a galaxy that, you're kind of just asking it to be ridden with crime or at least be not a great place to visit. Yes. So <laughs> name one named Limbo. Yeah, yeah. Name your galaxies appropriately, people. Name them and keep in mind that names do make the man. Well, maybe they thought that everyone was going to be uh, doing the Limbo there. Oh, instead. they thought it, of it. It, it. it was intended to be like a Caribbean getaway yes. galaxy. Yeah. A vacation <laughs> spot. A whole vacation galaxy that you can visit any of the planets. Each one is its own hotel. Right. Okay. I can, I can yeah. wait into that. Yeah. So we were talking about the theme song mm-hmm, and yeah. how, in my opinion, it translates to any genre, uh, really, because it's just catchy and dramatic and got a good melody, yeah, all these things. It brings nations together. It should. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that we need mm-hmm. in this administration and, frankly, as a global community. Just just blast this song in the da, Middle East. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. If Michael Jackson was alive, he would do a rendition of it that would probably bring at least a few nations together. Who knows? His his bank might have a bunch in there. You know, he might I, have like I hope that's what we find. Is, remix I, you know how hard I would buy that album is him covering a bunch of cartoons that we've covered. <laughs> I would be using. A, I would buy the rights to them to use them on the show. They finally get down to the last thing he has reserved in there. They open that safe. It's yeah. just one disc with, <laughs> with 200 remixes of <laughs> Silverhawks. That so Hawks. awesome. Oh, I would totally buy 200 versions of this song. I'm going to keep making them, and I'm going to hopefully have just you're, like you're, You'll be fine. You're going to have them, buddy. Yeah. You're going to have them. The theme song is great. It's full of synthesizers. It's got a guitar solo or a synthesizer solo that wants to be a guitar solo in it. And that's what it, I think makes it so lovable. Well, lovable and also ready to be played by people on YouTube on their guitars. This song, more than any other song of a tune we've covered, has more sad videos of people in their bedrooms playing metal guitar versions of this song. And some of them, it's sad how much time they've put into perfecting the song. And some of them, it's sad how not great they are. And there's like three verses. Like, we have it on the screen right now. I didn't mean to have it up. But <laughs> yeah, you've got it. the same person playing guitar, guitar, and bass. Like three videos of them at the same time. It runs the gamut of you should have practiced more. You shouldn't show anybody this to I can't believe you practiced this song this much. This one failed? Uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> we got a gentleman and he's got a, a backwards baseball hat. That's never a good look with a guitar for me. Like the guy from Anthrax does that now that he's bald, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's just not a good look for metal. Like you should be looking like Led Zeppelin. Can you wear a baseball hat in metal? You shouldn't be wearing a baseball hat in rock music at all. You so see, you're Tom Morello. You're going to. Well, I don't. It's not a good look in general, but it fits with what they're doing. All right. Yeah. But well. mostly no. Like if you go see a metal band, what does that what you want? If you saw Black Sabbath, would you, you want Ozzy Osbourne no, to be? Yeah, exactly. Not. Yeah. Um, the man who wrote this yeah. is Bernard. Jenkins. Hoffer. Jenkins? Who's Bernard Jenkins? I just made it. It just seemed like that needed to go with it. (laughs) Bernard Hoffer. Okay. Who is a, or yeah, I think he's still alive, a Swiss conductor and composer who also worked on Thundercats and also worked on Tiger Sharks. As we talked about, this is part of the Rankin-Bass formula. Yeah. You have the same guy back every time. So he wrote Thundercats. He wrote the Tiger Sharks theme song. These are all great songs, and all of the music for these shows is great, even if cringeworthy. It's that kind of great, often. And he is... Emmy nominated. Ooh. Nominated for an Emmy. Wow. Yeah. Big time. Do you know the song? Do you know Dio? Like Ronnie James Dio? Is that Running with the Devil? No, that's Van Halen. Oh, no, Travis. Dio doesn't have a, a devil song? 
Well, he's very devil-centric, or was. He's passed now. Maybe, you know what? Maybe he does have a song called Run With The Devil. <laughs> or, but the or, or Running just With a, The Devil... devil is in the, in the song title. That's all I got for you. <laughs> okay. Running With The Devil, the one that I know, the most famous one, is Van Halen. Okay. But he, like, his songs are Holy Diver and... Rainbow in the Dark. Holy Diver. Okay, Holy a, Diver. Not, Holy Devil, Diver. Devil wasn't in there. I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> close enough. It's the yeah. opposite of the devil, but it's close. Okay, so Rainbow in the Dark. Or yeah. Rainbow, yeah, like a Rainbow in the Dark. They say that essentially in this theme song, A Rainbow in the Night, whenever they say that at the end of the lyrics of the yeah, Silver yeah, Hawk yeah, song. Always makes me think of Dio. That, if anyone's going to make a metal version of this song, he's already passed. He is the one I want to hear the metal version from, Ronnie James Dio. Let's do it. Like a rainbow in the dark. (laughs) Most of the cartoons we follow long enough, we figure out that they have a keyword that they like to come back to a lot. Just kind of like beating. Uh, For He-Man, it's probably power. I think they say a bunch. For... Captain in the Game Master, it was warp. Oh, yeah. Because they warp all yeah. the time. Warping over yeah. everywhere. For this show, is it Star? Because everything, Commander Stargazer, the planet Brimstar, Monstar, the bad guy, the Moonstar that empowers him, everything has Star attached to I it. I really thought you were, you were going a different direction. I thought you were going mostly uh, metal. <laughs> I thought you were going with, with, with a couple of with words. Their, because, with their metal and real, yes. Yeah, because that's what they keep defining things as. The Silverhawks, these cybernetic people, are considered, even by the most scientific minds, as we found out last episode, partly metal, partly real. <laughs> I think they're just, like, that's the tagline that they're trying to sell to the public, the Earth public in the future. Right, yeah, they just keep, <laughs> keep going they, back they to keep it. They keep hitting it hard, man. <laughs> it's almost like, well, because the person saying it in this case is Commander Stargazer, yeah. who ends up being their boss, this old, like, you know, detective guy, and he says of this bird that they bring in, Tallyhawk. Relax, guys. Meet Tallyhawk. He's partly metal, partly real. <laughs> Just like you guys. I had to reiterate I that. Know. We can build one of those? I swear it's like somebody, someone from Kenner is under the desk aiming a gun at him right there. It's like, yeah, just say it that way because that's how we're going to sell this. Okay? Right. Like that's somebody. It stores his fault, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that's the only reason to right. hit it that hard in, in the world or outside the world is your branding. Partly metal, I don't, partly don't know if it's because we made fun of it so much, but it, it's you notice it. <laughs> I notice it. And it's awkward for we me. We don't have to have talked about it much for it to be a strange thing to say. <laughs> it's not the right thing to say. Right. It's not partly scientific. Metal, it's... Like real just means d- does it exist or not? Right. And metal. Well, yeah, but like metal can be a lot of things. That doesn't mean you're cybernetic. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a metal plate in your head and be partly metal, partly real. But yeah, I'd say star. I'd say yeah. star is star word. seems to be their their yeah. thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> strong <laughs> agree. Yeah, a strong agree on that one. <laughs> is that how people talk now? <laughs> I figured you would know better than me. I don't talk to people. <laughs> so we start off meeting the other Starhawks that we didn't meet last episode. Yeah, because we really just met Bluegrass and the Copper Kid. Yeah, did not even get to hear the voices, as far as I recall, of Quicksilver, the leader, and then the twins. Steel Heart and Steel Will. Yeah. You just don't see, I mean, Quicksilver just doesn't seem like he is the star player. His only defining trait is that he has no defining traits. <laughs> he is just, he is worse than vanilla. He is unflavored. He really is. He is. He's just, look, like even on Thundercats, yeah. Lionel is the leader. He has personality. Even if sometimes it's annoying, he's a teenager 
who is trying to learn how to be a man, so he's yeah. making mistakes. Uh, and then tiger sharks, I mean, I, I don't even know. <laughs> There's t- <laughs> We can't use them as a comparison. Yeah, it's not very good. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here, he is just like, he's how I used to see Captain America when I was a kid. Like, Captain America has become a really cool character, but I was a kid, the way that I viewed him at least was like, oh, he just does everything right and he's by the book. Like, yeah. that's really boring. And that just seems to be Quicksilver so far. He doesn't make any jokes. He doesn't challenge anybody. That must be it. Hawk Haven. Home for the next few centuries. For me, he could go missing for an entire show, and I, I don't know if I'd notice. I, I mean, he basically was in yes. the first episode, and even though I complained, now I'm like, oh, that's why you didn't let him talk, because you refused to write good lines for him. You just don't give him any personality. Just give it to Bluegrass and I mean, let him sail. Honestly, I could just stand to make this the Bluegrass and Copper Kids show, and that's the last thing I thought I was going to want. Yeah, write a sitcom? Just yeah, to- of those two, absolutely. I, I, Whatever they want to do, I think, would be entertaining, because the other two... Steel Will and Steel Heart. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, the boy, girl, partly metal, I guess. Uh, partly, partly real. R- partly real. A little bit real. Yeah. Uh, twins. They, they're trying to make them funny, but they also want Bluegrass to be funny. And you can't have that many people be funny on a cartoon show. It's going to fail. It is. You're already having a hard enough time you're being not, you're not actually friend. funny. You're not friends here. You're no, not friends. no. Well, and that's, that is a problem on a lot of shows is that everybody, and I know that in real life, it's not like, hey, there's only one person in the group who's allowed to make jokes, but there are people who are actually funny and people who aren't, and there are people who joke around more and people yeah. who aren't. On this, they're just trying to make three people. Why'd you look at me when you said fun. not funny? You point. Because you <laughs> I'm having a conversation with you. No, Travis. but both fingers. You use both fingers. I'm oh, not I use funny. all my fingers. I use all my fingers. I'm a very dexterous person. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Very expressive. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but it's it's a problem that I think dilutes the idea of having a funny person on the show. Yeah. When anybody can make a shitty watered down joke, nobody's funny. No one stands out as that. Even that's their trait as being like, cause bluegrass, not particularly funny, but I find them to be charming. Yes. They have no personality and it's, they're very strange in general, these two people, because they're not, nobody's reacting to what they're seeing, like <laughs> usual on this show. It's like, we, yesterday we were humans, today we're Silverhawks, cybernetic people, and I'm, now my, we're in space. My soul's gone. Yeah, my you, soul's gone. I today. think that's what it is. Yeah. I think they've sucked their humanity out, and so they are more man than machine. Yeah. No, more machine than man. Oh, that's partly, the, yeah. partly man, partly, partly machine, machine. Mostly machine, a little man. <laughs> a little man and his machine. <laughs> it's a good children's book. Well, sis, I guess the cowboy gave us a pretty good ride. Just so long as he sits out a set to land this thing. I had to make up that they think each other, that each of them thinks the other one is funny. The twins? Yeah. Because they grew up together, that's, they're all oh, they they're just doing it for themselves, they, yeah. They only know how to play to the other one's sense of humor, and they both grew up in this sheltered home life or whatever, so like, hey. Well, mom and dad were fighting, and they, they, they yeah. had to make each other laugh. They just yeah. had to stay in the sense. room, yeah. I, I like that. I'm back there, I, Yeah, actually. but it makes for some not fun parts of the show. Like, I really want them to take some better defined roles, you know? Yeah. Because, again, Quicksilver has no personality. And then these two barely make jokes. Bluegrass is the only one with any charisma. <laughs> so much personality. Yeah, I'm bursting at the seams with it. <laughs> He's calling his family at home. You know, it's like, there's a story depth into it. <laughs> I would love it if they did that. It's like, well, yeah, my first band didn't work out. There was a legal issue around that. And you're like, wait, what? What happened there? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Silverhawk starts off with him on a plane, like talking to someone <laughs> next to him. <laughs> The other two that we talked about, Copper Kid. Yep. And, Scary Man. Yeah, the uh, so-called mime. Burble, burble number two. Exactly, yes. Copper Kid talks more in this episode than in the first episode. And still, they deign to call him a mime. Yeah. I don't, I think that, because in this show, the, the mythology of it is there is a planet of mimes. Yeah. And either they all talk a lot, 
and creepily because he has that digital voice that's like, you know, you barely understand what he's saying. <laughs> or I think here's my more backstory, yeah, which I'm going to make up mm -hmm. this. The copper kid was kicked off of the planet of the mimes for talking too much. He wouldn't shut up. <laughs> and then so because he's that. Why did they choose to make him a mime? And then have him talk often. Makes no sense. It should have been the, Scary Clown. Yes. Yeah, I would. I mean, look, scary, I'm entertained scary by hero this guy. Clown. I like this character yeah. a lot more than he deserves, honestly. He looks but, cool. Yeah. And I like that he's kind of smarmy looking. But yes, like this is, well, that's all he is at this point. He's a robotic clown because he yeah. is talking and he has makeup on. Perma makeup. <laughs> like the Joker would, you know? Yeah, he does. And instead of a moral on this show, like on Thundercats, you kind of always get that wrap up and there's a bit of a moral like on He-Man and the powers of the universe yeah. people. <laughs> and there, there'll be a, like a soccer ball going into the street or something. Right. Yeah. You got to save somebody. Yeah. Well, he man, always kicking the soccer ball always. around. <laughs> He's a real footballer. In this, you have lessons where Bluegrass is teaching the copper kid things about space. Yeah. So they're not even morals. They're just lessons of what does Earth look like? How many, what what planet is it from the sun? What number? <laughs> and in this case, it's asteroids. He's talking about asteroids. Does it strike you as strange that they have arbitrary scoring for <laughs> it this? Is, it is where you brought that up. It's like, why why is that four points? Yeah. Is, Bluegrass is just like encouraging him off screen to do this stuff. Copper Kid is in a fake, like he's in like a, a test ship or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's worth three points. It's like, well, what, get, based off of what? Like, you're you're the one deciding the points. W what's the algorithm you're yeah. using here? Yeah. Be, and another thing had two answers, so he got four points. So I think that either Copper Kid demanded to be rated because he's part machine and he's weird yeah. mime person. So he's like, rate me, please. <laughs> you know, just demanding it. Or Bluegrass decided that's how I keep him in line as <laughs> I feed him these numbers and that's going to make him feel like he's being weighted and judged and it's going to make him feel like he needs to compete and perform well. As long as the number goes up and increments, and he's yeah, good So, with it. Yeah, yeah, what happens if he gets one wrong? Because so far he hasn't gotten one wrong. I don't want to be there for that. It'll yeah. be 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he lies to him and says, good good job. Yeah, Great that job. Is, that's a dog. Yeah, Earth is the sun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just complete opposite shit. <laughs> yeah, just to, just to keep humanity okay. Yeah. Well, and at the end, though, he really tests, at the end of that lesson, he really tests the waters for, can I fuck with this mime and get away with it? Because he says, like, oh, watch out. He does a total McFly. Like, he does. look behind you. And then the thing, the mime gets worried about it and looks around and is like, oh, I'm just joshing you. Well, don't do that. No. You you were sowing the seeds of discontent in this mime robot person. On the flip side, he thought about that for four days, though. He did. He was scared. He, <laughs> he, didn't, was, he didn't want to do it. <laughs> he's such a rascal that he had to go through with he it. He's like, you know what? I, I got to fucking do this, man. I got I to do this cop kid. <laughs> Bluegrass is my favorite star, Starhawk, Silverhawk. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're forced to. We're forced oh, yeah, to. Yeah, they don't really him. give yeah. us a lot. I mean, it's either the one who sounds like a monster or the one the one that you would be afraid to fall asleep around. Or that one that doesn't talk, the leader. Yeah. So Bluegrass, easily, because he's yeah. got the personality. He's got a cool drawl. He plays guitar. He plays electric guitar. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Does he do anything else besides looking mean enough to chew nails off a fence? Ready to fly, Colonel? Ready as a rooster in a hen house. A rooster with a boner. Yeah. <laughs> That's not appropriate for this show, I don't think. It's not. 
12 year olds I wouldn't have gotten that at age well eight is when I probably would have been watching this or whatever like I wouldn't have known what that uh, meant but you look back on it it's like yeah roosters just want to have sex with hens so, someone giggled over there at Rankin and Bass it, when they uh, we got a yeah someone also got <laughs> fired were. later on they're like who let this through like a whole line of people top down producer and his team got fired for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely turned into Roostergate up at uh, Ranking Bass on that <laughs> yes, one, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Bluegrass had to have uh, a press conference about it yes. as, as Bluegrass. Yes. He also has that guitar, that sweet, sweet guitar that he has that looks... The, the guitar's uh, more famous than uh, the leader, you know what I mean? I would say the guitar has more personality yes. than Quicksilver, yeah. Yes. He's, uh, Bluegrass is playing on that thing all the time, but when he plays it, he's not playing country music. He's not playing... Uh, like, you know, steel, lap steel or anything like that. He's playing either Whammy Bar Central or he's just blasting pure rock and roll out of the top of it. <laughs> just, just They're just literally drawing musical notes coming out of the top it's of this pure, thing. pure unfiltered rock and roll. It is just, I'm with the, you on Yeah, that. it is just the Rolling Stones on 11 yeah. coming out of that thing, but in a physical form so he can actually blast people yeah. with it. <laughs> And this is, but it's, it usually sounds like metal music or just right. like noise, noisy guitar stuff, like Van Halen eruption style stuff. It's weird, but it actually feels right. On the surface, it feels weird that you've got this blue, a guy named Bluegrass, yeah. who's a country guy playing metal. But how much cross, I mean, we're from Texas. Yes. How much crossover is there between the guy who talks like this and metal? Not much. Oh, I would say a ton. You Pantera. Really? Pantera. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're right, yeah, you're yeah. right man. Like they, I mean, it's either you listen to country music, you love Black Sabbath, or you love probably Ronnie James Dio or right. something like that, and Pantera is the, like, Pantera shirt, you know that somebody is both, they're going to talk like this, but they're also into the metal. That's like the ultimate crossover. You're right, you're right. So uh, I think Bluegrass wore that in high school. Gotcha. I was thinking, um... That they actually like bluegrass music and, uh, and rock and roll. I was like, I yeah, don't know not about so much. That. I don't. I mean, I used to play in a bluegrass type band, but we weren't like that's not dyed in the wool. That's who we were. Yeah, that gotcha. was just playing a style. Gotcha. And I know that we listened to Slayer a lot in the car when we were in that band. On it, yeah. Let's oh! <laughs> get that out real fast. Yeah. <laughs> We just had a tick every five yeah. minutes. <laughs> five minutes we have to scream. <laughs> Hawk Haven. Yeah. They, they arrive at Hawk Hagen. Hagen. <laughs> That's down the block. They just make a riot down there. <laughs> That's a character from The Godfather, I think. Hawk Haven. We we saw it briefly in the first episode. Yes, it's a giant silver hawk, mm -hmm. uh, kind of couched in an asteroid or something yes. like that. This is where Commander Stargazer lives and has his meetings. I guess uh -huh. whatever. And does his, all of his weird stuff. He does he all does. his weird things because he's been there alone yeah. for a long time. Seems like they get there like pretty much. The theme song ends. We see the silver hawks approaching this planet or this this planet sized uh, space station yeah. is what it is. For about two seconds, and then they cut to Quicksilver saying, we're here. Like, we've not heard him talk before. It's very, very jarring. Yeah. They, they, it really feels like they did just take a one episode, the long one, and then just literally cut it down the middle and split it really yeah, quick. Yeah, it was strange. Hawkhaven, it looks like a Silverhawk inside, when you get inside it, because that's yep. where they're going. Yeah. It has the Silverhawks symbol. <laughs> it is all Silverhawks all, all the time. Already decked out. How is it? How is this possible? 
he they, he moved, was, they moved production on it. it I don't, was, it was I don't believe it. I don't believe it because they were only recently created and he's been there for a long time. Stargazer. So <laughs> he wouldn't be quick to remodel is what you're telling No, me. he wouldn't. He's not like, well, my friends are coming from Earth. I better redecorate for them and put their symbol up everywhere. That scary mom's going to come with them. <laughs> right. So I here's my question. Yeah. Is it possible there was a Silverhawks before these Silverhawks? Oh, and they just, they just trade them out. They just keep. And it yeah. didn't work out well. Maybe that this is the volume two version got two. Got you. Yeah. So so, so on, on their first, uh, you know, when they got to perform for everyone and show off, they just died. They just at yeah. That point. Yeah. Yeah. In the first episode, we got to see them basically put on an air show. Yeah. Air and, show. Right, yeah. yeah. And they they saw their way through it, but uh, yeah, maybe this that first crew didn't or what? <laughs> so if, they pulled out. They just, they, they just all died. died. <laughs> they just immediately fell out of the sky. Their yeah. wings didn't work. Or maybe they were working, but they died on a mission. Or maybe they or all, their scary mime killed everyone. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He turned on everyone. Or maybe. They turned bad, and there's a bad set of Silverhawks out there, Ooh. like corrupt Silverhawks. Yeah, I I don't think that's going to happen, but God, I wish that was a part we of the show. We can write a little fan. We, we about could it, write right? a fan fiction for yeah. it for sure. I'd read it after yeah. I wrote it. But they get in there, and Commander Stargazer yeah. is uh, talking to them over the loudspeaker. Come on, come on, further into the place. He's hiding all of his toys and <laughs> all of his He's weird stuff. Last minute cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> and they head into the back, and yeah. what they find is a door straight out of a Nor detective film that says, Commander Stargazer, private. <laughs> and you open it up, and you are in, like, the Maltese come Falcon. On, come on in, gumshoe. Yeah, exactly. He is in there. I mean, Stargazer is, I said last time, he looks like if Andy Sipowitz became RoboCop. Like, he is just, like, an aging, yeah. not particularly in great shape man, but he has half a metal head and a lens, like, a, a weird lens. So, uh, they go in there, and that's what... And I love this. I love this stuff. Like, that's... I was so excited to do the show C.O.P.S. Because I thought it would be, like, this more... A little disappointed with what we got from that. But this being, like, he has just this little, like... But also, he says he's been... Last episode, he said something about he's been in space for 300 years. Yeah. So one, he's 300 years old at yep. least. Two, he's from Chicago, but it's the year, two, uh, what, 2800-something. 300 years ago was still 2500-something, but he talks like this. Like, who is he? I, his accent doesn't match Chicago. It's just a made-up accent it, to yeah. sound like an old man. Yeah, you're right. We an old detective. It's yeah. <laughs> so weird. It, I mean, it's very strange. All can they, sir, stuff, Lieutenant. We're going to be working together too closely for all that. It plays, though. I mean, obviously it works. It's just like... Where are you from? Then you talk like this, but you're not quite from New York. Like, I'm still more New York, not in an accurate way, but like in right. an identifiable way. And he's wearing the white shirt in the. I love the white the shirt, and the pants. suspenders, yeah, and the, the suit yeah. pants. I I I, I would go as this guy for Halloween easily if I could just get the metal thing installed. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, no I guy. just can't get rid of it afterwards. That's the true. Yeah, you, yeah, it's a lifer. It's Once a lifer you go costume. metal, you never can settle. The pedal, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> on your bike. <laughs> The thing, the thing that I just lost my shit over yeah. in that office was the fact that he has blinds and just a window <laughs> that looks out onto space. And I'm sure you can make like a good space window that looks like a regular window, but like he needed the blinds to one keep the sun out whenever it's coming around, and two just to make it feel like home. Yeah. And this is the second episode in a row where you've got just like a window looking out on space because Monstar, when he was in jail, yeah, he had bars that just looked out onto space. Everybody's just watching space. Stargazer finally meets all of the Silverhawks that have answered his call. They're yep. out there to help him because Monstar is on the loose. And he meets each of them. <laughs> He's on the loose, I was guys. on the loose, what? I guess, again. <laughs> 
he meets all of them and he's very, he accelerates the process really fast because he knows that we at home have already met them. Yeah. So we don't need their stories to last very long again. But he meets the copper kid and he's just like, you must be the copper kid. And they sh- and he goes, Meow! and he shakes his hands like, nice to meet you. And I think what he actually would have said is like, so God must be dead, huh? Because you're alive. <laughs> you got something like you walking around. Like, I can't imagine him being okay with that mime. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. so accepting of it. He, he does exactly what you and me would do to the burbles. Yeah. He shoots it, shoots it Absolutely. dead right there. Look, you don't let these, like, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, like, morally or ethically. I am saying that is the right survival instinct yeah. to have. If you want to wake up in the morning, yeah. you've got to kill a burble. You're going you're gonna to put this thing down. Man. Yeah. Yeah. A mime man. Yeah. Any mime. <laughs> And we're talking about different species and mimes and all these things. We also meet another member, kind of, of the Silverhawks to, yeah. to be Tallyhawk. Oh, yeah. Mr. Evil Tally Bird. Tallyhawk. The dog, yeah. as I called it. Uh, <laughs> That's right. For some yeah, reason. Referred to there being a dog on this show. It, it, any extra animal. <laughs> it was animal. from Tiger Sharks. It was from Tiger Sharks, <laughs> yeah. I think. But you consider any animal that's on a sitcom or a cartoon show to be a dog until proven yes. otherwise. Under the classification of dog. <laughs> Am I, if it's a pet, it's a dog. Yes. <laughs> well, this, this bird belongs to. Stargazer, yep. Commander Stargazer, and like the Silverhawks themselves, it is partly metal, metal, partly real, real, yeah, yes, and mostly metal. I would say, like only its chest and its beak appear to still be uh, organic material. He calls it in there. I like animals. Yeah, I, I've said so many times now. I said just last episode, I have cats. I love yeah. cats. You, you always whisper that in my ears, like all the time. It's I have weird. Cats. Yeah, all the time. And I'm okay with birds. I don't. I don't have a particular problem with birds. I love animals so much. Just the other day at the office, there was a lizard that just like stowed away in my bag, I guess, from yeah. home. And so I pulled it out, and this lizard just kind of shows up and just sitting there, this like, tiny little gecko or whatever it is. I actually took him downstairs in a cup. Took him outside, let him and go him on the highway. in the green array. I handed him over to the police immediately <laughs> for being a lizard. No, so I, I don't want to kill animals or anything yeah. like that. But I think this tallyhawk is a shoot on sight for me. Okay, another, okay. Yeah, so they have two. Well, because birds are already, you can't trust animals, you can't trust robots. Burbles, again, Robear Burbles, the robot bears from Thundercats. We already know you can't trust bears, you can't trust robots. You can't trust cybernetics or machines. Yeah. You can't trust birds. Birds are like the most nervous or predatory animals there are. That's they're always true. just looking around like, what? What? What's what's gonna either that or they're just after you with that stare. I saw a, a bird like a hawk or a falcon, Kill one of the two. Well, I saw it wrestling with a squirrel in the middle of traffic. It was l- flying very low. I was really interested. And the squirrel was fighting back, I will say. Like, it was trying to get out <laughs> of it. He was defending himself. Yeah, it was. Oh, no, I, he didn't start the fight. Yeah, I don't he wasn't. Know, maybe he talked some shit. You know how squirrels are. But, like... <laughs> Dude, squirrels are definitely talking shit. They bark shit. a lot, yeah. yeah. But I do think that I would I'd say don't let this thing run, run around because unlike people who have been turned into partly metal, partly real, this thing never had. <laughs> no, we say it every time. Yeah, too. absolutely. I'm, I've been indoctrinated. <laughs> like you can't trust birds. They just people who keep birds as a pet. You're fooling yourselves. That's true. Like they're, they're just doing what they want. And it happens to line up with what you're wanting right then. They will eventually have. Their they day. will. Yeah, they're predators. The, the birds of prey are at least. And this is one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I would kill the bird. 
I mean, it ends up becoming Quicksilver's like go-to guy. And that's the only defining trait he has is that he now takes the bird from Starcaser, who just gives it to him. And no explanation as to like why he has the bird in the first place, who made it. <laughs> Where'd you buy it? How yeah. much was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how long is the warranty? You know, do you have to get it like serviced every however many miles it flies? Will this try to kill me when I'm sleeping? Yes. All those. Well, and the answer, of course, is yes to oh, that yeah, one. Or at least it's watching you because it has the deadest eyes. <laughs> the whole time. And it does have a cool kind of power set. Like it can go be your eyes out in space yeah. and then beam that. That's always what they give birds in magic stuff. And in super like the Falcon from uh, Captain America comics, he does yeah. the same thing. Like he, he has a bird that he sends out and what it sees, he sees. This is all we think birds do, apparently. Right. <laughs> They're there to protect us, Will. They're there to protect us and show us what things look like from far away. We've talked a lot about the heroes yeah. of this show mm -hmm. and because we finally got to meet them and see what they were like, yep. their lack of personality. Except for that mostly. leader. I don't know. Still don't know his name. Uh, Does it matter? Sick Quilver. Yeah. Whatever. But we do know who the bad guy is because oh, he made yeah. a lasting impression. Monstar. Yes, sir. You know what, man? I think he could be as evil as Mumra. Mm -hmm. I think we'd have to probably train him up a little bit, you know, maybe have him, you know, have him here for like a uh, a little work a session, little, a little workshop or a yeah. clinic. Yeah. yeah, a clinic. Yeah. Get him over well, here. We would have to get I think we should if anybody the only person I would trust to train him would be Mumra. I oh. think they would be because they are played by the same actor. Yeah, it's, it's going to work out really great on that yeah. aspect. Yeah, I believe it, too. He's a little more um, trailer evil, trailer park evil than Mumra because Mumra's like be like real evil. Well, like, yeah, you, he's you want like, the real the, evil. Just, you need to go to Mumra. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, really like, going to kill a baby or something. Classically evil. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this guy is a mob boss. Uh, I don't really understand how there is this organized crime, but how, how their family works. You right. know? There's a lot of things that don't match up with how we do organized crime on Earth. But because he, he's just this uh, huge furry man who turns into a were robot, a were bot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> looks he, like he's doing meth for, for 12 days yes. straight. No, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like he looks like frenzied yeah. all the time. It, whether like a bird. He's, yeah, exactly. He's as nervous as a bird. <laughs> <laughs> but he so I, I, I agree. Like there's something about the actor who played Mumra. He, he, it's a similar performance, but he is a little more frenzied and all over the place. Yeah. Then we must welcome them, yes, man. Right. All the boys together, yes, man. Prepare all the weapons and load up the space animals. Come on and fight, yellow hawks. He's screaming. He's just screaming bloody murder. Monster. The voice is whatever he wants it to be in that moment. It can be up here, and it could be oh, like this. <laughs> like it can go everywhere, and it all seems correct for this character. He does seem like he is straight out of a bender, or probably still on one. And he's going to start screaming for no reason. There are times where he is just screaming in space just because he's alive. <laughs> he's like, I'm so glad to be free. He's unbridled. So he is more like of an animal than Mumra. He is more like Mumra when he is transformed into big Mumra. He's probably as evil as Mumra when Mumra was alive. Well, yeah, when Mumra was a man. Yeah, when he was, yeah. And this guy is, looks like he is part animal, like a lion man, kind of. But then he turns into something completely different, the robot. Yes. Or what it looks like, <laughs> like an armored up red spiky person. A monster. He must have been bitten by a, a robot at some point. 
You think so? Yeah, and that's, kind of... I think instead of it, because his power supposedly comes from the light of the moon star, but I think he's actually more like a werewolf. It's like, it's actually that he's turning into a werebot because he was bit <laughs> by a robot in his past. And then he just says like, yeah, great. Turn me into that. It gives me more power. It gets tricky. It does. It does get tricky when you're bitten by a robot. Yeah, it does, man. life gets complicated. Got to have a tetanus shot. At the sure. very least. At the yeah. very least. Even if it's not a wear robot. It's, yeah. it, definitely. And speaking of the word star showing up so much star? and the moon star giving him power, star. we see Monstar's base of operations yes. on this planet called Brimstar. That's just like, kind of looks like Jupiter, I guess, without the ring. Like it's a big red planet with a big star-shaped hole star. in it. Star. <laughs> And inside of that is where his base is. And his base just looks like just like a bunch of metal scraps, basically. <laughs> it's just like a, a large amount of them. Like yeah. he just built it out of metal scraps. Kind of looks like the shaman's tower in Bravestar, oh, yeah. actually. <laughs> now that I think about <laughs> little it. Little sightings but everywhere. It, but it looks like he designed it to look ragged like that. Like it's the equivalent of buying pre ripped jeans like, oh, yeah, you're like yeah. you're sending a message you're like i wanted this to be this way and i'm trying to tell you how dangerous i am he's like no build it like to look like shit please because it's just a red landscape with all these metal chunks everywhere um and the inside he has a chair that he sits on and he's gonna get blasted by the moon star's rays yes this is where we meet his second in command your favorite i do you like love, this guy, love this guy well you? i also he's also changing his voice he's part part leprechaun part snake <laughs> yes he has like a gnome hat on and he's <laughs> green so and he has a snake body and he's green and he starts off with a new york accent yeah and his name is yes man He's like a slug person. I like him. Yeah, because he starts off and he is just a yes man. And he's wringing his hands. So he's like, yes, boss. That sounds great, boss. All the time. But by the end, he's speaking more like Mumra or something. He's like, yes, Melodia. Yes. Yes, of course, Melodia. Boss, it's me. Yes, man. Boss. Yes, boss. Certainly, boss. Anything you say, boss. Yes, boss. Certainly, boss. You did it, boss. Yes, Melodia. Certainly, Melodia. You got it, Melodia. Blasted it right out of the sky. I think of him as he is a people pleaser and a manipulator. He is giving everybody whatever they need to hear at that time. So with Monstar, it's like, yeah, boss, whatever you want, boss. And then with this lady, Melodia, later, he's taking on an air of like, yes, I'm I'm classy in this evil way. <laughs> but it's a different accent completely. It's completely different. And he strikes me as the guy because everything he says it seems like he's bold-facedly telling you, I am going to screw you over. It's anyone who says yes, of course, yes, of course. Follow me. Exactly. He's, he's that same old idea of like, if they talk like that, they're clearly going to backstab you. So he seems like somebody like maybe in a Coen Brothers movie or some <laughs> crime movie where the whole time he's kind of the second in command or the one that doesn't really do anything. And at the end, when everybody goes down for this crime, he's the one that gets away scot-free with the loot. Yeah. Like, that's who he seems like to me. He's and I like him for that. Just slithers away with his lipstick. Yeah, yeah, he's vest. like, I've done nothing. I didn't do nothing. Like, whatever he's in, whatever <laughs> character he's in right then, he's a total cipher. Everyone's all over the place with their voices. They are. Can't. Well, especially especially that one, I would yeah. say. Or that leader. I can't even think of his name. Bluegrass, right? <laughs> <laughs> you wish. I wish he was. I mean, that's the thing. We also don't know who the leader is properly of the Silverhawks. Yeah. We never really established it. We know who ours, ours is. I know spiritually who's yes. guiding me. <laughs> Copper kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just have to trust him. If I don't, he'll hurt me. Ooh, he'll buddy. take another finger in the night. Oh, man. Another yeah. one? Another organ will be missing when I wake up tomorrow. <laughs> you hold up. You're already missing three. Yeah. 
But Yes Man is the one that activates the machine that's going to get those rays from the moon star to go to Monstar on the planet Brimstar. Star. And how does that happen? How does the how do they get the moon star's star rays to hit Monstar? They go to the computer, mm-hmm. type in some buttons. Yes. And then thrusters. Thrusters. <laughs> On the other side of the planet. <laughs> yeah. This is a full-size planet. It doesn't look tiny to me. Yeah. And they activate engines that rotate the entire planet. <laughs> that would cause all kinds of catastrophe type shit going it would. on. It would. It, yeah, it would be like a, uh, it would be like Armageddon or one of these, you know, catastrophe movies. You <laughs> just, know? just to move your <laughs> just to just to move into the place where you are in the just take a spaceship out there and get in the sun's ray or the moon's rays or whatever. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Like this is usually a job left to Superman. Like he will turn your planet for you, but that's easy. You actually see like multiple engines start up it's just, it's, this is the equivalent of saying, I want a pizza. And instead of getting the pizza delivered to you, you get the store delivered to you. you and, know, and then some. These engines are just further proof of the extravagance that we tend to associate with the mob. Yes. Because this is, Monstar is the mob, he's the space godfather mm-hmm. of the space mafia. Yep. On the space place. Space. Yeah. Star. Spacing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe space should have been the word that they went for instead of star. Mon space. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the same ring, I guess. Mon space. <laughs> Gets lost a little bit. <laughs> it's like a Jamaican space. <laughs> space mon. Space mon. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, we tend to think of, or at least the way it's portrayed in pop culture, like pinky rings and houses that are huge and big meals and all these things yeah. that it's just like you associate with the mob. Napkins. Napkins. <laughs> That's a <laughs> I used to make so uh, the TMNT movie. I think the second one. They're getting pizza early on, and then mm-hmm. April's like, "You guys need napkins." Like napkins? What are napkins? And that's the whole joke. Is oh, we're so unruly. Yeah. And I would go to birthday parties as a kid and like ask people to set me up to do that joke. Like I would say to the mom or whatever, like, "Say you have napkins," so I can say napkins. What are napkins or whatever. <laughs> How, how much time did you get this? Like, was this a whole thing? Like, you had to do it right as soon as you got to the well, party or what? Uh, well, I mean, it's once they start serving cake. Okay. You know, then it's like, I need you to offer me napkins so I can say this joke. But if you don't say it, then I need you to say it. I need you to do it, please. <laughs> Everyone's trying to run from you. Yeah, I'm sure it was fucking, you know, you're eight years old. You yeah. think that that's how you do humor is you ask people to set you up for jokes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when someone says something and then later you think of the joke and you say, okay, say that again to me. Now yeah. I'll do it. No. <laughs> Who needs any napkins? (laughs) I know, it's great. Yeah, extravagance is what I'm talking about with Monstar and his mob, which has a really weird structure to it because typically you have like whoever's the boss, then you have a consigliere who's the advisor, then you have the underboss or whatever. Like basically it would have been originally Tony Soprano and the Sopranos would have been the underboss. He's okay. like, actually, he's not, in the, he's not the highest guy ever in the entire, maybe I'm fucking this up, but like there are people higher than him probably in New York right. that he kind of answers to. But in his family, he is the top dog. He is the monster of his crew. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't go out and do hits on people. He doesn't go out and rob stores. No made men are doing that at the top. Yet in this, Monstar... They will if they have to. They, they will, they will they they have, have to. to. But Monstar is, takes this fight to the front door of his enemies. Like, he should be at home eating space cannolis if he's really the space godfather. Yeah. Like, he, it's the weird structure of just... We're just a gang of people. Yeah. This is more like a like a, a Wild West gang. That's true. Than an Italian gang. It's a posse, <laughs> kind of. 
<laughs> and their extravagance includes having space limos. That's what they call them, space limos that basically look like Jetson yeah, cars, two, kind two of. of them. Yeah, <laughs> that have Monstar's armored face on the front. Yeah, with like what do you what do you call it? The little thing on the front of your car, on like a Chrysler, it's that little angel or something. Yeah, um, you know what I'm talking about. I do, folks. Right us here. Yeah, it's, it's like an emblem yeah. or whatever. So instead of that, he, there's li- just his face, a red Monstar face on the front of his. <laughs> Why mark these this way? Where are the napkins? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, ask me where, Ask me if I want any napkins. Hey, Will, you want any napkins? What? Oh, it's what for? That's what it is. What for? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and this brings us to the main course of this episode. Yeah, it does. The big ass fight that happens. Star. This is like... <laughs> this is like all just one big brawl basically mm-hmm. this episode it's all like the warriors but in space like and they are themed you know there's you've got the bird themed gang and then you've got the monster themed gang the Which evil themed gang they're not themed they are a gra- they're a potpourri they, of vi- different villains so many of them that most of them don't even get a single line just bottom of the barrel villains well the ones we talked about last time and a lot of them that I really would like to hear more from yeah. we don't get to hear from them hardware the one that looks like a, a mean hobbit with a backpack on yeah. I want to know more about this guy's story but he doesn't say anything because there's too much going on this is a bad idea like i want you to have big fights but if your second episode you use almost every villain you have how can you follow that up <laughs> with just a monster episode you can't you should have just been monster maybe two people besides him but that's it right. so they're blowing their wad way early on this they really are man but i will say seeing the villains was great to see them all in one place <laughs> and it was a pretty fun fight because there was some really dumb shit happening in there there was man that that uh that that, that tuning for it gets me so, every time so man. we got a character named Windhammer, the storm master i believe and he has a giant it, he looks like if a troll broke into odin's music room and stole <laughs> the magic tuning fork that they had this is what this man looks like long scandinavian hair and a weird mustache that's made out of skin and a tunic he's a space villain <laughs> He's from the the fantasy novel planet, I guess. Yeah. And but he he just calls for galactic storms, destroy the silver hawks. Lightning doesn't happen in space. There is no space lightning. You also can't breathe. You, can, you also yeah, either. and everyone can apparently yeah. in this show. <laughs> They're good to go. Even if you're not a uh, silver hawk, you can breathe in space. Everybody's fine. Right. And he calls for he calls for he's just like lightning take windhammer. It just picks him up like an Uber that he's calling for. It just takes him off once he's done with the fight. <laughs> it's great. But he gets into a fight with the copper kid. Yeah. And this is the thing. They're w- halfway through the fight. They all just land and start fighting on land and like grappling and wrestling a surprising amount of hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, everyone has weapons. And Yeah. <laughs> but like you shouldn't even be out of the sky. You're Silverhawks. Don't come down there. Like keep the av- advantage of being above them. Yeah. One of the other ones, the other one that gets lines, aside from Yes Man and Monstar, is Melodia, who we mentioned before. Faster, Yes Man! Faster! We'll give them the big crescendo! <laughs> oh, God. They will never forget this concert! <laughs> 
She's jamming on the keytar, man. Well, yeah, and she's blowing. So she has the keytar, and she's basically the equivalent of bluegrass on their side. Yeah. Because she's just blasting the music notes, just pure, like, synth pure pop. pop. Pure yeah. synth pop. Just boo, boo, boo out of that thing. She, I just, I love the idea because he fights back. Like, mm-hmm. she and bluegrass have a, a tussle where they're shooting musical notes at each other. <laughs> just musical notes. And I like to think that they, like, secretly are way into each other. Oh, yeah. And then there's, like, a kind of a Romeo Juliet secret love affair between the two of them. They meet in secret and listen to music together in the spaceship, but they can't tell anybody. Yeah. He, you know? he was on the phone with her uh, right before they showed totally. up. Yeah. Hey, babe, I'm, listen, we're just going to talk to each other and just shoot our, we're going to shoot our rage. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to kill you. Uh, this is going to be real hot though. So call me later. He's like, listen, now say you're not going to kill me. And she never says it. Though. Right. She just well, bounces think, around it. I think this is the meeting. I think of it as they met and they had this fight and then they're like, you do music too. That was really hot. Now, yeah, and later it's like, we shouldn't be doing this. And he's like, I hate the way I love you. To my- <laughs> they, they just stand in a bedroom shooting their, yeah. <laughs> their music guns shooting at each music other. Guns, it's so suggestive, yeah. <laughs> now, what what song is she shooting out, you think? Because we, we came up with his. His was, uh, what, what do you think? Uh, what, what musical Pantera? artist? Pantera. Okay, Pantera. <laughs> yeah. So, and maybe um, just the, like, Cowboys from Hell. Oh, no, no. You yeah. said, um... Rolling Stones. You say oh, yeah. She well, that sweet Rolling Stones. Yeah, uh, I mean, rock. if you want to take just pure rock and roll, yeah. Um, hers would be like Tiffany or Two of Hearts, Two Hearts That Beat As One. <laughs> like that thing. Okay. Because it just sounds like shit. I mean, it's like she doesn't look like she would even have a good taste in synthesizer music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's just a, a, a thrown together piece. She looks like a Jim and the Holograms villain completely. She does. She probably is. She was purchased. Yeah, she was purchased from Hasbro. There isn't really a particular thing that like lets them win this. Uh, they're just better at fighting than the enemies are, uh, is, is really the answer to it. One of their main moves when they are still in the sky, yeah. the Silverhawks, is the same one that they did last time. Yep, and like we talked about, it will it'll be we'll see this every time. I, every that's time what I'm thinking. It. Now that I've seen it, I'm thinking like the, they're doing a Blue Angels thing. And you grab each other's hands and make like you know that sort of thing. And we we got to pay attention to see if this is actually reused animation, or, or, yeah. or if it's just more work for them. So far, it hasn't been because yeah. they were they were on Earth when they last did it. Um, but it doesn't seem to give them a real advantage. It's not like one of their powers is that when they all hold hands and do this thing that they do more. I mean, they're all firing as one, like lasers from their shoulders. But you could do that without doing this. And honestly, it makes you a, an easier target. It does. Yeah. You're all in one place. Yeah. You should be scattered about, <laughs> flying around, being like gnats out there. Right, yeah. It's it's their Care Bear stare. It kinda. is. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely going to do it every time. Yeah. I, I, we just have to accept this and take it as a gift when they don't. Because it just doesn't see... It's not helpful for me as a watcher, a watcher, right. <laughs> a viewer of, of it. <laughs> every villain just looks up at it. It's yeah, like, it's like, so uh, beautiful. Yeah, they it's just so fire a big bullet at it. You're right. fine. But they do defeat Monstar and his mob. And they all are getting away so slowly. Mm-hmm. Like you can see them still in the background, essentially, as they're saying, well, we didn't manage to capture them. Why? You 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 went down to ground to, to battle them. And down you here. defeated them. Yeah. And now they're just slowly getting away. It's <laughs> one of them shot. He is shot yeah. leading the People back are seat. not doing well. They should be all and then Star <laughs> Stargazer comes out. He hasn't been a part of any of this. He's just been inside the building the whole time. <laughs> doing whatever weird stuff he's yeah. on. And yeah. he walks out into space. So he can breathe in space. And he walks out into space and just says, Yeah, nice try. And then they point out, like, you're right, we didn't capture him, but at least we defeated them. Well, <laughs> Then fucking, if that's such a big deal, go capture them. You're the police. The police don't say, get into a standoff and then say, okay, we shot most of you. Now scurry away and we'll catch you some other time. Yeah, it doesn't work. Capture like that. them. They're space police. They're not good ones either. 
they're filling up right there at the gas station. I am genuinely excited to keep coming back to this show. At this point, I'm kind of more excited about it than Thundercats, just because the last Thundercats was just like, nah, whatever. I'm um, still, I'm still, uh, still TC look, all day, but I love Thundercats. I'll never not be Team Thundercats. But I uh, might not, be on the different What was that? Silverhawks. Silverhawks. Call. Better check your watch. Cause it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. 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 Call! I see. Cause call! I call! 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 All right. <laughs> Just one more. Yeah. Get one more in. It was worth it. Yeah, I think so. Call. All right, man. So we got some toys. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. You want to pull it up there? Um, I got them numbered for you. You can see what they all are there. <laughs> okay. All right, man. So first up, it's a little three pack here. Okay. You get two out of the packages. And one in the package. The one in the package, of course, is going to be uh, Condor. Okay. Jetstream. Don't know him, but he looks like he's the same guy as Stargazer, but yeah. <laughs> like without the lens eye. Right. Yeah. Um, Just another like tw- 1920s gumshoe with metal attached to his body. And I think uh, I think it's Monsoon is with him. I think Jetstream. Jet, jet stream uh, okay, just for him. Yeah. All right. And then um, Loose, the Lucy Gooseys are going to be the mime scary boy. Uh-huh. And then uh, Steelheart. Oh, I love it. He's more scary as a toy. Uh, his face is more doll-like. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't think it'd be able to happen like that. But yeah, he is. He's, yeah. You wouldn't think it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't dream in a million years. Yeah. Though. Never would have. Um, I like that they're shiny metal. They're, they are actually partly metal and partly plastic. Partly toys. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So any guess on these? This is, a, this is sold as a pack. One is pristine. Okay. It is pristine. Let's, the other two, slight wear and tear. Then let's say $100 and $3. $103. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're at it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, no, Will. $213. Call! That's a lot of calls. That's a lot of calls. That's a lot of bird seed, my friend. <laughs> That's a lot of pine cones with peanut butter on them. That is. Yeah. Do birds actually like that? I don't Do know. Do they like peanut butter? No. <laughs> People do so. that for them, though. I've never heard of that. Okay. But let's go ahead and switch that. Let's just make that the thing. <laughs> the new thing. Yeah. All right, man. Next up, buddy, is a 1987 Silverhawks yeah. AFA graded oh, at baby. 80 Steel Will. And he is also with him is Stronghold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if they're all going to get birds in the cartoon. I feel like I think they just did that in the toys. Yeah. But, <laughs> the, toy, yeah the toys definitely got yeah. for sure. An eighty grade is uh, it's rather good. Seems like it seems wrong to sell him without his sister. It's just the way it goes, man. I, hey, I'm not I'm not attacking you over this. It's just he's I mean, he's not gonna laugh at any of your jokes. He does. Yeah, he's he's got that skewed. <laughs> yeah, he's just staring at walls, laughing. Yeah, sometimes he's like, oh, it was just something my sister said once. Weirdo. <laughs> yeah, uh, he just wants you to ask about his sister. Yeah. all the time. Well, let's say one hundred and. 20, 133 dollars. Oh, well, well, well. You would say something like that, wouldn't you? You would, dude. Apparently, I would. Call! <laughs> $574.72. Oh Holy shit. That's a lot of call. That's a lot of call. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Last but not least, here is going to be this rare Mexican toy figure. It's a bootleg <laughs> yes. of Silverhawks Commander Stargazer. He's not, it's just an unpainted mold of the figure <laughs> he this is scary to me this is like a gelatin man has been made um, from a mold and he's going to come to life oh and think he's real a real person like this is? must be from the episode where they fail to clone him 
$23. Will. Well, yeah, I you should be buy nine hundred. So you better buy it. Yeah, get on it. And I uh, went ahead and attached two more photos these. of uh, of some other uh, <laughs> other bootleg Mexican toys that are out there. <laughs> I love this Ninja Turtle one. <laughs> New style Ninja Tortoise. <laughs> New style. What does that mean? I love it. And he has man. a surfboard. And then we've got Special Man in the style of Superman, written in the same font, and it's like they shrunk down Superman's head and gave him long uh, mullet like he used to have in the 90s. I caramba. That's all I have to say to this. I figured you'd like that. Man, that's awesome. I I love these more than real toys, I think. Thank you for joining us, not only on another episode of Days Past Tooncast, but for the end of our super special, super celebratory special celebratory <laughs> very just very special celebrate specially year anniversary celebration with these the triumvirate the holy trinity oh man of yeah Rankin bass cartoons tiger sharks thundercats and now returning thankfully to silverhawks mm-hmm. can't wait to come back mm-hmm. so great until next time and i believe we're gonna have some holiday stuff coming up here oh we are you'll have to check in next time for more of that action until then you can follow us on Twitter at dptooncast. You can email us dptooncast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash dptooncast. And along with that, please, 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 please check out our rap music video on YouTube. It's a parody mashup of 1992's X-Men animated series theme. Mixed with Sir Mix-A-Lot's Baby Got Back. Just search Days Past Tooncast called X-Men Attack. Uh, double, double up. up. Uh, uh. Uh, go to star. YouTube and look at it, Star. Yep. You got to, Star. And here, at, after a year of Tooncasting, mm-hmm. Travis, with you, looking forward to many more ahead of us. Yes, sir. I still feel the need to say, Paul, tutor my duder! Dude, come on, man. Just tutor my duder. Call! <laughs> <laughs> Tricked you again. <laughs> call! 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 <laughs> just, I just vomit a lot before the show always. Except for the lady, bird, dog, and mime. Wait, the dog? Yeah, there's not. No, no, I, was right. like, I was like, oh, wait, did I miss the dog? That's a, Yeah, I got him confused with a dog. <laughs> he, he's the dog of the show. He's the, he's the equivalent of a dog. They're mostly metal, mostly real, somewhat real. Slightly metal, kind of real, silver hawks. Call! Tiger Sharks is like, you're on acid. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, you're just like, it's like in a <laughs> Strap, Requiem for a Dream. to a bed and you're just getting yeah. fed these they're just, Yeah, they're just forcing, yeah, they're just forcing wooden spoons full of cartoons down your mouth and down your throat. Call! Yeah, he bought the bird off of a man with a trench coat full of robotic birds. He also... <laughs> Beautiful. You can't control what not is, what is not. <laughs> what is not, not human. Yeah. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Beard, and yeah, I'm going to get stuck talking like that. Like if you make a face long enough. Yeah. I'm just going to hey, Leo Travis. Hey, are you ready to do the podcast today? It's the Sylvia Sylvia Hawks. I'm Mr. Drymouth. Call Hi. me Mr. Drymouth. Call me Mr. Drymouth. That's cool. Uh-huh. Oh, it's real cool. <laughs> yeah, try again. If I sent something you didn't send the first time, how about you just try again, like, Automatically afterwards. Right. That'd be nice. Why do you need me to tell you tw- twice, you jarks? Call! Call!
Known for his bird impressions, my gravestone will read, 